0: Good nice morning to you, Pepe, and to the rest of the AM live listeners. All right. Lovely to have you back, my friend. You, you sounded great this morning. Did you have good breakfast?
1: <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm thanks, looking thanks. forward to eat. I'm looking forward to eat. I'm looking forward yep. to eat. Okay.
0: <laughs> you might have a, a Brexit.
1: Let's start right there. It's really fascinating me what's yeah. happening there. But I see, uh, you know, the post-Brexit fears hitting the banks here in South Africa. It erodes UK economic pillars, property investors are fleeing. Oh, it's uh, it's chaos right there. And and also I, I see the, the two architects of this leaving and, you know, the, the, the EU saying you are cowards. Now you've created this mess and you're leaving.
0: Do you know what I think is happening? And this is now from the world of the calm, the world of people who actually are thinking long-term about what the Brexit actually means to them and what they're supposed to do in order to plan properly, specifically coming to speak about investment. And I'm talking about large asset managers like your Black Rocks, for example, who would be considering what the world has to do with this particular case. What the banks have done is you do know that London is the central um, economic hub for financial institutions. So, mm. uh, For example, we rely so much on that particular part of the world in terms of how international relations happen, how banks and central banks are operational. And yesterday we had uh, Mr Carney talk about warning about economic slowdown as he moves to bolster the banking sector. What then that did was the European Union comes out and said, well, you can't dictate to us about how things are supposed to happen following the Brexit because you chose to be outside the EU. So now your plans cannot be part of what the EU is. The best we can do is come to some sort of understanding with regards to the negotiations of how now we do business since now we've become, well, I don't want to say enemies, my brother, but definitely something to think about because we're talking about something like $11.9 um, uh, 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 dollars worth of assets just frozen at the moment which cannot be allocated until this thing is actually settled out. So it's mm. very very confusing but to, to tell you the truth I think a lot of people uh, are now starting to feel slightly the impact of the, what that Brexit actually meant and I think we just took it too easy at the beginning.
1: It, it, yeah but but here at, at home really is, is it real or is it something that we see on TV somewhere as it's been suggested?
0: We, we, we cannot ignore it. I mean, we do like 20% of our business um, in trade happens in the UK. So um, and that's if I put the EU into perspective as well. So um, we have to be taking this very, very seriously. You have to also consider the fact that we've got a number of dual listed companies in South Africa on the, that sit on JSE which also will be impacted should these negotiations not go well. So um, we have to look at those companies and how they've, con- and you've just heard now we've contracted in terms of the private sector. Yes. How will those, those particular companies be affected even further should this not be wrapped up quite uh, easily and more efficiently? So if, if anything happens, if something's passed out of control, there are already talks, I mean, this is, these are our, your right-wing economists are saying that Britain will face some sort of a recession, uh, if they don't fix this quick enough, and it seems like the shift has has moved now to the political sphere, where we're they're talking about voting for and preparing for a new prime minister in September, instead of actually fixing the underlying economy. So that's also a concern.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I like it when uh, the the, the rand to the pound really is under twenty rand, and my friend, uh, dear friend Tabo in in the UK, there will yeah. begin to feel that when I, when I, when I go visit him, at least I have <laughs> I have something. You know, when you come with. Uh, <laughs> One thousand thousand pounds—it's nothing. It's worth nothing, really. Okay, under twenty pound, twenty rent. Yeah, it's, it's something. So, so uh, the, the reason then Asian stocks are sinking with the pound.
0: Yeah, we, 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 we had a very tough start to the Asian markets this morning. The MSCI is the Pacific a little bit under. Um, it went down. Uh, I have to say it has to do mostly with the crude oil because the crude dip go down. It's uh, sitting currently at $46 a barrel. Uh, this is after, obviously, that Mark Carney commentary, and, and that sort of created a little bit of a uncertainty within the global markets themselves. So um, when we see that, though, Pepe, what we must remember is that These particular banks have these long-term sterling. So what they do is they're now going to prepare to release some sort of capital to make sure that the the pressure is sustained. But the question is, why didn't they do that in the first place, before the Brexit? So obviously they were so optimistic that people will vote to stay within the EU uh, instead of voting out. So they didn't think that there was a necessity for them to do that. But making available free money, how viable and how long is... Will that be sustainable? That is the question. Ah, so the devil is in the detail. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you.
1: Clive Easter, thank you very much. Our market analyst, day, Clive Ndazabandu, Ramatibela.